Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. That includes our weekly spot with Joe Fortenbaugh from ESPN Daily Wager. Good morning, Joe. What up, Joe? Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. By the way, you know what, Joe, on on this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN, my TV show, Joe is in his last 12, I don't know, stretching over, I think you make three picks a week, right, Joe? So that's going back a month now. He's 11 and 1. 11 and 1. Make money with this dude. Um, All right, we're going to roll through some games, but first... Joe, what impact has uh, Aaron Rodgers' absence had on the line in the Packers-Chiefs game? Big one. Big one, gentlemen. This game was sitting at a pick so there was essentially no spread. You just had to pick the winner of that game, and then it was when it was announced that he would be out due to COVID, the line got as high as Kansas City minus eight. So we're talking about an eight-point move when Rodgers was announced out. But you're starting to see some buyback on the Green Bay Packers as the number has dropped to seven and a half at some places and seven at others. So once it got that high, the mindset was that there was a bit of an overreaction and that the Packers were a good value play. You've also seen the total drop from 55 and a half down to 48. I think you might want to look at the over there. Who's going to win the game? Who's going to win the game? Yeah. It's not going to surprise me in the least if it's Green Bay. I would bet Green Bay. I would take the seven and a half points. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like it's the Green Bay Packers too just because – it's a rallying cry, but you just never know. You just never know what could happen. I'm still going to lean toward the Kansas City Chiefs at home in Arrowhead. Yeah, though. to win, but seven and a half point spread, you might I like still, to cover. I still, cover I still yeah. like them to win more than seven and a half. Remember right. what happened the last time you bet on the Chiefs to cover? Let's roll through the 500. 500. Let's roll through the rest of these key games with Joe and Key. Starting tonight on Thursday Night Football, Jets, Colts, Joe. Indianapolis is sitting up around 10 and a half right now. The big question here is what can we expect from the New York Jets when you see what Mike White did last week in his debut? And this is for everyone out there who's thinking about burying money on the Kansas City Chiefs going against Green Bay simply because Rodgers is out. Same mindset last week. Look at all the survivor people that got eliminated riding with Cincinnati. They were off that huge win against Baltimore. They came out flat against the Jets. Mike White throws for like 400 yards. I think the adjustments are made now that the tape is out there on him. I'd be looking to the under in this game. It's sitting around 45 and a half. The under is cashed in six straight Thursday night games. This is a tough spot for guys. It's a quick turnaround. Guys are banged up, limited time to prepare. So the the Colts are a huge favorite at 10 and a half. I'd be looking to the under. Yeah, the Colts should be a huge favorite. Mike White going on the road in a stadium for the first time in an environment. Young quarterback. This is a tough situation against a dominant defense. And, ha- and this team has a chance to win the division. I see the, the Colts slapping the Jets right upside the head. Browns <laughs> at Bengals, Joe Fortenbaugh. Not a lot of movement here. I know there's a lot of talk with the Baker Mayfield injury and the Odell Beckham situation, but Beckham really doesn't mean anything when it comes to the point spread. The game's been sitting Cincinnati minus two and a half. It's still two and a half. Some people view the situation as addition by subtraction. When you look at Baker Mayfield's numbers, it's undeniable that he produces better results when Beckham is off the field versus when he's on the field. You have seen the total shoot up a little bit from 45 up to 47 and a half. I think the big thing to focus on here 
here is Cincinnati coming off that Jets loss. They got high on their own supply, as they'd say, after beating up on Baltimore. Then they go lay that egg at New York. I think you're going to get a very focused effort this week from the Bengals. Joe is extremely right on this one. Yes, you will get laser focused from them. But here's why I disagree with Joe about the Cleveland Browns. Odell Beckham, yes, the targets and all those sort of things. But when you are a beloved member of a team in a locker room and you're being treated as such as a villain, this will sometimes register throughout that locker room Mm. and you will lose a lack of focus and play going up against a team like Cincinnati that is hungry like a bingo. Imagine how dysfunctional a situation (laughs) is that a player like Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't play and the line moves that the over goes up. Uh, I mean, the over-under goes up. Broncos at Cowboys, Joe. All right, so... The mindset here, and this is kind of similar to what we saw last week, or is actually the opposite of what we saw last week, is that the money keeps coming in on Dallas, right? Dallas was an eight-point favorite. It got up to nine and a half. It actually got up to ten at some spots, which is when you saw some of the sharper guys come back the other way and play Denver plus the ten. Now it's back down to nine and a half. So by all indications on the point spread, the mindset here is that Dak Prescott will play. Now, that's not to say that the point spread, the odds makers, they have this whole thing figured out, right? But that that's where it is. The game is not off the board, so there's not a ton of concern. And we saw last week as they started to adjust the number, they ended up being right. It just kept moving towards Minnesota where it eventually closed and Prescott did not play. So this week when you see a number as high as Dallas minus nine and a half, that's an indication to me that we're going to see Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dak Prescott should be in the lineup. And look, the, the Dallas Cowboys are a much better team than the Denver Broncos who's wholesaling everything possible so they can move on and start processing the next year's draft and figuring out what free agency looks like. This game is easy pick for me. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Titans at Rams post Derrick Henry injury. All right, so what we saw here was the Rams laying six and a half. Then the news came out that Derrick Henry was going to miss a significant amount of time, and the line moved through the key number of seven up to seven and a half. Now, that's only a one-point move from six and a half to seven and a half. So some people might look at that and go, eh, not a big deal. Aaron Rodgers moved at eight points. This is only one. It is. But it's through a key number. Seven is a very important number in betting because think of the differentials, how games end. 35-28, 28-21, 24-17. Those are outcomes that happen quite a bit. So you want to be on the right side of this. Getting the Rams prior to that move was important. If you come back on the Titans and take the seven and a half, at least you're getting a good number. I'm staying away on this one right now. For those who like the six-point teaser plays, the Rams fall right into that wheelhouse this week. The Rams are rolling high-octane offense right now against a subpar explosive offense in the Tennessee Titans. They don't have enough. You put Jalen Ramsey on A.J. Brown with a banged-up Julio Jones if he's in the lineup or not. This game smells all the way at home for the Rams. No question about it. Matthew Stafford in the MVP conversation, and they need to stay on pace with the Arizona Cardinals. They run over Tennessee. 22 TDs, only four INTs. And by the way, Cooper Cup balling out of control too. Saints at Falcons, no Jameis Winston. New Orleans was a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. They lose Jameis Winston. The number goes up to six, so they're laying six. Now, that's not a knock on Winston because we knew about his injury before these point spreads came out, all right? Not like the Derrick Henry situation where the news came out a day later after we saw the opening numbers, and then there was a significant move. We knew he was going to be out, but we also know the backup situation in New Orleans features guys who have legitimate starting experience in the NFL, have been around, understand the system, whether it's Taysom Hill, whether it's Trevor Simeon, however, they end up working that out. These are guys that have played before. Atlanta's been very shaky. They didn't look all that impressive last week. 
in the games they win, they don't look impressive. In the games they lose, they do compete. It's tough to get a read on it. I know some guys that are taking the six points with Atlanta. They think this is going to be tightly contested. Keep an eye on the total here. It's gone from 43.5 down to 42.5. Not a lot of scoring expected in this one. And that's a big testament to that Saints defense, which is much better than people have been giving them credit for. Yeah, I look at New Orleans. They got a defense that can play. Atlanta's been struggling on and off in terms of knowing exactly what they are as a team. No Jameis Winston in the lineup, but they do have a defense. They still got Alvin Kamara, a plethora of wide receivers, and they got Sean Payton, New Orleans Saints in the division role. Okay, guys. Let's get to house money delivered by FanDuel. Uh, who wants to start? Evan? Don't we have All some right, production? So real, real quick, we yep. Re- into house money. Go we ahead. do not. Um, we'll work on that. So uh, week eight, results, key won $15. Jay lost five ninety, Max lost eleven, and Joe lost six. So uh, what are our totals? Have? Your totals. That's a great question. As I scroll up and find it, <laughs> here is Key has two hundred and forty six dollars fifty eight cents. Jay has two hundred and fourteen dollars and forty six cents. Uh, Max has eighty eight dollars and fifty one cents, and Joe has a do- hundred and seventeen dollars and seventy cents. Mm, dragging the line. Let's go. Move it along. Yeah. What are you guys taking? All right. Keith. All right. Oh, Joe, Joe, you start. Yeah. Joe, Joe. You guys want me to open it yes, up? Yes, I yeah. would like you to. All right. For this week, rather than the standard three, each standard $5.50 to win $5. I'll start with laying six with Baltimore against Minnesota. Baltimore coming off their bye week. John Harbaugh in his career, nine and four against the spread when coming off the bye. This Minnesota team, they've got some wins, but they're games that, eh, you can question those wins. I think Mike Zimmer is going to be on his way out sooner rather than later. Minnesota at home this season, allowing just 17 points per game. On the road, that number jumps to 29 points per game. Baltimore gets it done. I'd lay the six with the Ravens. Game number two, we talked about it earlier. I'll take seven and a half with Green Bay against Kansas City. If you're a young quarterback like Jordan Love making your NFL debut as a starting quarterback, you couldn't ask for a better landing spot than this. Remember, Green Bay's had 10 days to get ready for this game. Kansas City is off a Monday night game, so it's a short week to prepare and turn around. Meanwhile, as a quarterback, look at the defense you're facing. 25th in scoring defense, dead last in opponent yards per play. The New York Giants almost won that game on Monday night, and they're as dysfunctional as they come. I'll take the seven and a half with Love and the Packers. Game number three, I will lay the point and a half with the Chargers at Philadelphia. The look-ahead line, which came out last week, had Chargers minus three. Chargers come off the bye. They fall on their face against New England. Philadelphia goes up to Detroit and rolls the Lions, and then then the line comes back out at one and a half. I think that's too much of an over-adjustment the Chargers are the better team. They essentially just need to win this game. I don't trust Philly at all. L.A. minus one and a half. And then finally, I'll take the Niners plus one over Arizona. These two got together back in week five. San Francisco lost that game on the road 17 to 10, but they started Trey Lance in that game. Trey Lance with no starting experience and clearly not to the point where he knows the playbook where he should be starting a quarterback, and yet they hung in that game. Arizona's had extra time to get ready for this game. Murray's a bit banged up. Hopkins is a bit banged up. I think the Niners spring the upset here. So to recap, Baltimore minus six, Packers plus seven and a half, Chargers minus one and a half, Niners plus one. Yeah, I'm going to lay down 100 bucks on the Colts to cover against the Jets. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to drop 75 on the Cowboys to cover against the Denver Broncos. And then I'm going to take the Rams to cover of 50 bucks to cover against the Tennessee Titans. All right, I got the Rams to cover versus Titans. Uh, I got 100 on that. Uh, I got 50 for the Colts 
uh, to cover for 10.5. I got 50 on the under for the Colts game as well. And then I have $100 on the Cardinals. Do you have enough money to cover all those bets? (laughs) I was going to say, you're talking to the Sharks to get this action down? I don't know. All right, so drop it down. I got $75 on the Cardinals to cover. Yeah, there's a a name for that in the street. It's blank betting. I think you're blank betting (laughs) right now. Now My job to keep the count. (laughs) He's trying to cheat us. (laughs) All right. Um, I got. You might still be over, man. I got 10 bucks. 10 bucks. It's a big bet for me. On uh, Green Bay to cover, I got another ten bucks. How do you like that? Two ten dollar bets on. No, I got ten bucks Cleveland on the money line. Ten bucks Cleveland on money on. Ten bucks. Um, what I say? <laughs> Green Bay Packers. to cover, and I like San Francisco five bucks to beat the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah, uh, Evan, what's his money, man? Because I'll always- figure it out. Yeah, this guy's trying to Jay cheat Jay just us. bet about – they, right, they so, bet the 500 hey, try, key game. He's trying to cheat us, Joe. Give me 100 bucks on the Rams to cover. Give me 50 on the Colts to cover. Guy and then give the me Duke. 75 on the Cardinals to cover. How about yeah, that? We'll keep it simple. Duke. Jay was like, I'll put like 350 bucks on this team. And yeah. How much you got, Jay? I got 112 bucks. <laughs> Cheater, man. All right, that's house money. Get your first bet risk-free when you sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code KJM. We talked about – uh, the Rodgers absence, the impact on the line. And uh, what, what about his impact on the team? For more on that, we bring in Rob Domofsky, our Packers reporter. Good morning, Rob. Hi, guys. How are you? Man, did you get some sleep? Uh, just a little bit. Not too much. I did SVP last night. And good morning, America, this morning. And I'm raring to go. How much should we be breaking down to Aaron Rodgers saying he was immunized instead of vaccinated? Yeah, well, I remember walking out of the press conference that day. I think it was August 26th. And I literally opened the uh, dictionary app on my phone and looked up the word immunized because I thought it was a really odd choice of words. Well, the, the dictionary basically says that immunized means someone who has been vaccinated. So, okay, I guess I thought, well, it's a weird choice of words, but it must be right. And he, he's a smart guy. He, he's not going to just pull words out of the, out of the air. Um, but it certainly now seems more curious and just out, maybe even misleading now that we know that, that he is unvaccinated in the traditional sense of that he did not get one of the three approved COVID-19 vaccines. You know, when you say even misleading, it, it seems very misleading. Um, it, yeah. Is there more onus on this to Aaron Rodgers, or is this more onus on the organization for allowing this to happen? Jay, it's a great question. We asked Matt LaFleur yesterday if Rodgers misled people, and Matt LaFleur just said quite simply, that's a question for Aaron. Now, the team and the NFL was fully aware of Rodgers' vaccination status and real quick we'll just give you the background he he got some i was told that he got some sort of alternate treatment and he petitioned the nfl the nfl players association for an exemption on the vaccine because of some i I guess the best word is holistic um treatment um but i I can't i don't know the exact details of that cold press Uh, juice they, they, they went they went back and forth for a month okay um in august uh, with appeals and ultimately the league, the union, and a joint infectious disease expert 
deemed him unvaccinated. He would not get an exemption. So everyone has known this. The team has known this. Um, they've tried to get him to wear masks in press conferences or do it on Zoom. Uh, he has not. The league fully knows that, that he's been doing this. So why, why they haven't uh, tried to put a stop to it. Uh, and, and I think Kirk Cousins in, in Minneapolis might be doing the same thing. I think he's doing his press conferences in person, and, and he is unvaccinated. He has been public about it. So uh, it, it, who the onus is on is probably a little bit on everybody, but uh, if you're the team, I mean, can you, you, you can't hold a guy down, strap a mask to his face before you send him into the media auditorium. I'm not sure what else you do. Yeah, you probably yeah you're probably right about that. How much uncertainty, though, um, in terms of when he's coming back in ten days? I yeah. think that date is September twelfth, uh, prior that Saturday prior to the Seahawks game. How much uncertainty? November, yeah, November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say? September. Yeah, I mean, that's November. right, Keith. Like you, you know better than anybody. I mean, can a quarterback show up? Yeah. having not practiced for ten days show up the day before the game, and, and you know what those practices are like, right? They're just walkthroughs. Yeah. Uh, and, and play the next day. I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably can. I, I do know this. He was in the team meetings and, and the, the offensive meetings yesterday via Zoom. Um, so he is still uh, doing, you know, what he can to be part of the, 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 the process here. So if he ends up testing negative uh, the required number of times, which I think is twice in 24 hours, uh, and, and he has no more positives between now and uh, that Saturday before the Seahawks game uh, the, the following weekend from this, then, yeah, I guess he'll probably play. But, um, you know, it, it is, you know, there's a lot that has to happen for, for him to be uh, back on that field and, and only miss one game. Rob Domofsky uh, on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Rob, actually, you said something a couple minutes ago where when uh, LaFleur said uh, that's, you know – he said that's a great question for Aaron. Not just that yeah. it's a question for Aaron. It's a great question right. for Aaron. Meaning, yeah. hey, maybe we want answers too, right? Like what penalties yeah. could Rodgers and the organization be facing for violating COVID protocols? What, what, sorry, like what, what, what might the team do about it? Yeah, Max. Um, so the, there's limits uh, based on just, you know, uh, collectively bargained fines uh, on what they can do. Uh, both from the team and the league. I believe the league can find a guy 14000 something for the first offense up to 50000 which is, you know, nothing to, to Rodgers. Team fines, um, you know, there's a separate scale for those as well. I mean, guys are fined for missing meetings. They're fined for being late for this or that. So, so there are fines. But ultimately, you know, I, I, there's, it's, it's going to be a small slap on the wrist. The, the bigger problem could be what the team faces – and I'm not sure it's, you know, I'm not sure what else they could do about it. Um, but, you know, the last year the Saints got docked 500000 and lost the seventh-round pick for, you know, COVID protocol violations. Uh, again, is that that big of a fine? Probably not to those guys. But um, that's really about all they can do because that's just what's agreed upon. Thank you, Rob. That's Rob Domofsky, ladies and gentlemen. You got it, Max. Appreciate the time. Um, a Jay Key, some breaking news. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr., stop me if you've heard this one before, has been excused this time from Thursday's practice. That would be today's practice, according to ESPN's Jake Trotter. They're still working it out. Still trying to figure out the numbers. It's trying to figure out, hey, you give me this, we can leave, you can go somewhere else, or, or you're going to stay home for the remainder of the season, we're going to still pay. They're just trying to figure it out. 
like I said earlier, what I heard around that camp is OBJ is willing to take less money to say, get me out of here. Wow. Well, you know a dude's miserable when he's like, here, take some dough. <laughs> I got to go. Hey, well, look, people are talking about his value decreasing, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Well, he's been hurt. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline, including a World Series champion. Next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The Atlanta Braves, and they win the World Series in six games. Brian Snicker, you've known him forever. He's been in the organization 45 years. Brian Snicker is an amazing human being. It's absolutely amazing that we get to call him a world champion now for everything he's done for this organization for all the people he coached in the minor leagues to build up in this organization and now he's a world champion manager of the year everything you heard it on fox as the braves won their first championship the city of atlanta won its first championship since 1995 and we are thrilled to be joined by their manager brian snicker right now on the goodyear hotline good morning skip Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing good, Coach. Congratulations. Not as good as you. Thank you. No, not as Thank good you. as Thank you. I appreciate that. Not as good as you. You still celebrating? Um, no, not really. I'm too tired to celebrate right now. So <laughs> I'm have, sitting here sipping a cup of coffee, just kind of reveling in, in the whole thing. Yeah, as you heard right there on Fox, Freddie Freeman said after the game that he is was going to give you the ball from the final out. So what have you done with it other than, I don't know, thinking about, I don't know, sitting around with it, enjoying it, looking at it some more? Yeah. Actually, it's in a sanitary in my bag right now. I haven't even had a chance to get it out and mount it anywhere. So I really appreciate that. just speaks volumes of who Freddie is. I mean, that's why we love him. That's why he's our guy Um, because he's just not about himself. He's about this whole organization, our team, and and, uh, we all love him dearly. Brian, you've been with the organization for a long time and worked with Bobby Cox. What was your first conversation with Bobby Cox like after winning it all? Um, You know what? I haven't even had that yet. You know what? I'm sorry, I did. I called him yesterday morning. I'm sorry, I did. uh, When I got up, I told my wife, it's like, I got to call Pam his wife, and I did, and I, he was almost jumping through the phone. He was so happy. Um, I can't wait to take the trophy over and take some pictures with him. You, you know, as you talk about the trophy and pictures and everything, what does this championship for the Braves and the organization as well as the city of Atlanta, what does it mean? Like, how does it, how does it feel? What is the city like right now? 
it, the city is on fire. It's unbelievable. We were going to the airport yesterday, and all the surrounding counties are are canceling school tomorrow for our parade. Um, wow. It's awesome. I, I, I talk about this a lot. Braves country is real. It's a real thing. I mean, the way the fans came out, I couldn't believe in Houston when we were on the stage getting the trophy how many of our fans were there. It was just mind-boggling. Um, and it means the world to the city. I, I'm so happy for our city. Um, all the, the, like I say, the Braves country, um, it, it's just, I didn't even dawn on me that this is, is only the second world championship that this city's ever known. Ryan Snicker, Braves manager on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, World Series champion, Atlanta Braves. How, how did you keep this, everyone talks about the deals, you guys became buyers instead of sellers, you know, and all that, even when you're a little under 500. But the injury to Acuna, uh, Acuna how, how'd you keep the team on track as the manager of the team? What do you do? What did you have to do to keep them focused when you lose, you know, a great player? You know, you know what we do? You, you, you keep things as normal as you can. Um, there was never one time when we lost guys. Um, whether it was Azuna, Darno, Soroka, when Ian went down, Ronald, that these guys were uh, sat around and it was like poor pitiful me or anything. I mean, they never did that. They just they went to work the next day. They prepared. They were consistent in in and, and their preparation, the energy with which they played, and there was never any feeling sorry. And um, I think that's why we ended up on top at the end because these guys just kept playing. They kept working. Um, and it was almost like, and I used to tell them too, it's like when somebody goes down, we're going to give somebody else a chance to do something special. And um, these guys embraced it. I'm really proud of them. I, I'm really proud of this team and, and how they were built, the makeup of it, the uh, individuals. It, it was really, it was, they allowed themselves to become world champions. Skipper, what were the conversations like before the trade deadline on whether or not you needed to go out and buy or we needed to sell or figure out what we wanted to do in terms of adding or detracting from our roster. Yeah. You know what? I'll be honest. There was never one time that Alex sat in my office and talked about, we were cashing the chips in never. It was all about, you know what? We're, we're sitting here. We're kind of, you know, I, I say, we weren't even treading water. I mean, we were underneath with a straw breathing. Um, and, but there was never, and and nobody in our division wanted to run away with this thing. We were all kind of just hovering around 500. The Mets were in first. You know, us, the Mets and the Phillies were wanting to pull away because they had issues with injuries also. Um, so there was never one time when he came in my office that he wasn't positive about going out and doing anything he could to help us try and make a run for this thing. Brian, I remember about three games into the season myself when you were at Duke, uh, we, we hit this stride offensively where I thought to myself, damn, we have enough firepower to win this whole thing. Like, I felt it at that moment. Was there a juncture this season where you looked at your team, you saw the way you guys are playing, and you're like, we, we, we can do this. This is, this is legit. Yeah. No, you know what it was? And it was later in the year. We had a, a nine-game road trip. And um, I think we went to, uh, my, I think it was Miami, Washington, and Baltimore. And it was just the, the kind of, it was like, we need to win these games, which is really hard to do. You just It's almost impossible to go win nine in a row on the road. And we did. And that kind of pushed us ahead to where I think these guys, after that road trip, and there was a couple, two or three games in that road trip when we went 9-0 and that we were a hit away from not winning. 
But, they, you know, we won nine in a row on the road, which is unheard of. And then I think all of a sudden we started getting to the top of the water and guys were like, you know what, we can do this. You know, you spent a long time in the minor leagues as a manager and was there uh, ever point was there ever a point when you brought up and you said to yourself, I'm a big league manager now, let alone uh, you won manager of the year, now you cash in the chip on the World Series where you pinch yourself? Yeah, yeah. no, all the time. Because I said it seems like I was always the guy that was sitting in my chair watching everybody else do this. Um, and and I actually I thought the last time that I, I call it recycled, that I went back to the minor leagues, that it was probably done. You know, there was time when I was a third base coach, actually, and Bobby was here, um, that I thought, you know what, I can do this. I, I, I want to take a – hope I get a crack at this big league managing thing. And then when I went back after 13, I was kind of good with myself. I said, you know, I don't need that to validate my career. I, I, I like, you know, everything that I've done in my career. I'm in baseball. I love the game. I love the, to, to do this. Um, so I didn't think that I'd probably get back. And then when I got a call in 16, it was, you know, it was like, hell yeah, I'll take it. You know, why not? <laughs> and now you got a, a, a legacy that will be known as opposed to just a kind of private legacy that is huge it's what everyone dreams about obviously skip we're talking to brian snicker braves manager here on Keyshawn j will and max we know how much freddie freeman means to the organization how much do you think winning the title or what do you how much do you hope winning the title helps in terms of bringing him back as a free agent yeah I, i'm mad um he does he means the world to this organization i think we all understand you know i do that it's a business things happen guys you know, it's not a lock. Um, would do I want him back? Absolutely. I, I can't imagine. I'll be honest with you. I can't imagine me doing this job without having him around. Um, but it, it's just, uh, it's one of those things. I think we're all realistic and, and it is a business and, and, um, you know, but we all love Freddie. We want him to come back. Hopefully they can work something out. And, and, uh, you know, it's just, I, I think probably, having this world championship, you know, hopefully makes all the sides just want to, you know, stay the course and, and try and do this again. They were two games under 500 when they made the moves. Brian Snicker, Braves manager, is now World Series champion. Appreciate you jumping on with us this morning, Skip. All right. Well, I appreciate you having me, guys. Thank uh-huh. you. Congrats, Brian. Man, winning it all is the best feeling in the world. That's incredible. Jay, uh, some people on the line want to talk to you about placing bets when you maybe can't cover the bet. It's, it's not good, Jay. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Jay has $214.46. All right, I got the Rams to cover versus Titans. Uh, I got 100 on that. I got 50 for the Colts uh, to cover for 10 and a half. I got 50 on the under for the Colts game as well. And then I have $100 on the Cardinals. Do you have enough money to cover all those bets? I <laughs> <laughs> trying to cheat us. <laughs> oh. Jay, really? um, there's a word. In the streets for what you tried to do, it's called uh, what it rhymes with bass betting. <laughs> okay, it rhymes with bass betting. Listen, look at it's you. Not my job to keep track of my numbers. That's well, let's y'all keep job. track of that. Evan, have we added these numbers up yet? Yes. Jay can't count. So or Jay, really tried Jay tried to bet three hundred dollars. He had only two fourteen in the in the <laughs> bank. Well, then then he tried. He's like, all right, I'll take this. So here's my bet. I'll take this. I'll take this. He still tried to bet $225 when he had two fourteen in the bank. That was over $10. So, Damn it. So I'll lend you the 10 it's bucks, 11, It's 11.46. I'm not sure you want to do that, Max. <laughs> Maybe Key can. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't have enough. <laughs> 11.46, <laughs> so, I go in debt. So, so we have like three, we have three options we can do here. One is we just let it slide. No. Two, we could penalize him for the whole week and just be like, nope, you can't bet. Or, that wasn't that wasn't established before I made that. No, or, let him just reduce. It's also, his not on him. We we like it's oh, not we, on him we to police it right himself. away. No, yes, but it that's is. what he that's what he get for trying to follow me. I, and then I, he trying to big up because I'm bigging up. I know what Jay did. He trying to be big man on campus. I bet a hundred. He go. I, I'm a better hundred. The last option You're miscalculating. And this is the one I, I kind of want to take a vote on. Jay did win five hundred dollars this week from mm. Key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's real money. Mm, does it get added to the bank? No, hell no. Ooh. If that's the case, then BJ, I'm going to fund my own bank now. What? Let's do it that way. By are the we, way, are we bets, doing that? bets for, should I from now on. Because if we're going that direction. Bets should from now on be from, from the Monopoly money. Like, if you want to bet, it should be based on how much you got for, 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 our, for our gambling segment. That. Bet that money. Whatever you guys determine. Jay won a cheap five hundred dollars. Right, Jay, how about this? On his wife. How about you Venmo me the difference between what you bet and what you have? Why we'll am I Venmoing you? Actual You're trying money. to hit Jay up for eleven bucks, or or <laughs> or seventy five, eighty five. Uh, by the way, hit me up Venmo. While all the all the uh, betting has been going on on this show, mm-hmm. some news has broken again about More news? no. We 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 we've, we've, we've touched oh. on it briefly, but. Odell Beckham Jr. Yay. not at practice again today. Not a big surprise, but no. key. Why uh, excused on Wednesday? Excused on Thursday? What's happening? Do you think? Probably trying to just figure out the the course of action because you know in these sort of situations between the NFLPA and the NFL and the and the uh, organization, they've all got to kind of get on the same page and agree to doing something because if you act a certain way in dealing with a player, now all of a sudden. You cut him at the wrong time. Now there's litigation that takes place. Or you release him. You're getting buttoned up. Or, or you trade him at the wrong time. Or you fine him for this. So they got to make sure that they're crossing all the T's and dotting the I's before they publicly announce, we're done with him, he's moving on. I mean, that's just what it is. And they didn't start that process 
a week ago. They uh-huh. just started the process. Yeah, but that's what's bizarre to me. Trade deadline's coming. You would think you could get something for them, right? Why wait till the trade deadline, even if it's a six-round pick, suitors, whatever? Like, because I'm going to get you for free. So why So they're I not pay? being offered anything. No, I mean, because we know the situation. We, we got the post. It's kind of con- like Ben Simmons a little we bit. Got like, the post the of, we got the post of the conversation. It's, but what's weird you is, came to me to move him. I said I'd give you a nickel. You said give me a dime. I said I'd give you three cents. You said, hold on, I'll call you back. You went and called my buddy down the street and said, hey, I got a pack of cigarettes. You want to take it? He said, no. So we now communicate. We know, okay, yeah, they're getting ready to release him. Yeah, Let's so then, then the offers dry up. Mm-hmm. But see, in terms of negotiating, the way I thought of it was, okay, you, 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 you take a guy and you think, so in the Browns case, Odell, we owe him X number of dollars. We'll eat this amount of money. Give us this draft pick, right? So basically, you're purchasing a draft pick for X number of millions of dollars, yeah, like Denver. right? Denver. But what's crazy to me is if you if you're the Browns and you let the trade deadline pass, you're going to eat all the money. I'm already on the hook once for you it. waive him minus whatever he gets from his new team, I'm, which would be the minimum. But I'm already on the hook for it because that deal could have been a Von Miller Denver okay. Bronco deal where the Denver Broncos eight nine million of the nine point seven left on Von's contract. Odell's got about eight and some change. If the Cleveland Browns say to themselves, well, we're going to eat the eight. Well, no, no, let's not do that because let's see if we can talk to him and figure it out. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden he's like, no, man, I want out of here. So, so Sep, why, why wouldn't they just force him to play? I mean, OBJ well, is never – It's not well, – well, Not force. That's the wrong choice of words. But um, why would addition OBJ Addition by subtraction, out, Jay. Addition it, by subtraction. Yeah, I mean, OBJ never came out and said, I, I'm not playing for y'all. I don't want to be here. Yeah, but you don't need to say it publicly. I could look at you and tell you right now, Jay, I'm not rocking with you, dude. I don't like you. Okay. Period. All right, well, So now, what? go for tell. Right, for right now, then we'll go to arbitration. But, like, you're playing. Well, you can't go to arbitration because of the quarterback. The quarterback is a person that I don't like. But you are under a contract Doesn't to play. matter. I'm not that's playing why, that's with this why, dude. Well, then we're not going to pay I don't you. like this dude. This dude is not getting me the ball. Therefore, I don't want to be I'll around tell you why, him. Jay. I'll t- I have an answer for that question. Because messed up team chemistry. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Because, yeah, because, because then the NFLPA, and then you have an ongoing situation. And even if you're right in the end, the Browns clearly believe – that they can still win, that they can get to the playoffs, that they can make a run, and they're putting that ahead of this other stuff, And you got to remember, one guy is making a guaranteed $20 million next year. Another guy has no guaranteed money Money, left. So they've already committed to the fifth-year option for Baker Mayfield, and they're trying to evaluate whether or not he's a quarterback of the future on a long-term situation, where they already know, based on the salary cap numbers and everything, that – uh, Odell Beckham is not the future. His number, if they release him for next season, they'll save $15 million of cap space to go sign other oh, players. Oh, yeah. Once mm-hmm. the guaranteed money was over, the contract yeah, yeah. was over Absolutely. for Odell at, on that team, right? So he goes back to the Giants. Comes back to New York. Gettleman's fired. He's back to New York. Everybody's happy and celebrating. You're smiling. Oh, you know Molly's I'm smiling. smiling. Molly's over here like, no, nah, y'all, y'all can keep him. smiling. We're, hold up. We're good. We don't hold, hold, up. hold up. Odell with Kadarius Tony. And everything else, and Saquon, if he can ever get healthy. Yeah. Right? Oh. Take that and run to the bank. That, By the way, at a certain point, because Daniel Jones can play, at a yes. certain point, that is OBJ a very explosive City. offense. As soon as you get rid of Jason Garrett, it's a very explosive OBJ, offense. I mean, okay. this will be the first time in OBJ's career that he will have the choice to go where he wants to go. Yep. Right? And, and by the way, here's the big thing. It's oh, like, look at that story. Front page, he's back with his hair purple. Yeah. <laughs> he's back. You know it. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Molly, God, stop. Don't, don't, the mic, don't start those lies now. Why don't you jump on the mic, Molly? <laughs> don't start those lies. <laughs> so Molly's a fool. Yeah. Uh. So um, Odell, where he makes his choice, it's going to be like Matthew Stafford in the sense that Stafford we're going to see right now. Is this guy an issue in the postseason or has it been Detroit, right? Like that's the experiment with Stafford. Same thing with Odell. The next team he goes to, which yes. he will choose. Send him to Kansas mm-hmm. City. We're about to find out. Send him to Kansas City. Sit. Okay. Uh-oh. Here's what I would do if I'm OBJ. I'd tell him, i say, here, man, here's what I'm going to do for y'all. Let me go. Give me half of what y'all owe yeah. me. And then I'm going to sign with the Raiders. The Raiders? 100%. Mm. 100%. Well, they just lost the receiver. 100%. And the guy that's supposed to be able to take the top off, he's no longer there in Henry Ruggs. You got a, 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 a top six quarterback in Derek Carr. Well, according well, to depend- Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at his numbers. Ain't that what you always go to? The oh, numbers. Okay. Oh, look at the numbers. <laughs> let, me, let me check. <laughs> that's you right. got a top quarterback. Yeah, right. Playoff contention. Yeah. Why not? They need me. Well. They need me in a worse way. I'd make this deal with them. <laughs> I'll take all the money you owe me. <laughs> And then release me because you know you're going to release me anyway. Why would you give up $4 million? They may not release you to play this year. They may hold on to you to the end. Play next year. at home. Huh? Play next year. Yeah, make you yeah, sit but home I got a chance. but I got a chance to get my chips on right now. You think, he, you think the Raiders chip up with Odell? Well, you never know, but I got a chance to go to a team that has an opportunity. You could pay me to go home. I'm going to get yeah. my full I mean, I, I understand taking no, a discount. No, I take no, it no half. That's because you don't want to play. You don't love the game. What do you want? Football? No, I don't love football. Well, I right. know you are. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> no, you take less. You take less to go play, man. Keyshawn, J. You Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Four million. Be Come back in. tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.